1: also don't know about the status of Thibodeau and Ojolari, two of their point. edge rushers. They may need to activate Quincy Roche as Great one of the activations for the Titans game to play opposite Ziminez. Great
0: point. And we are, full disclosure, we are taping this on a Monday morning on Labor Day before we have heard from Brian Dable. And I'm sure the question will be asked about Thibodeau and Ojolari. And I'm sure that the answer is going to be still a hey, day to day. We'll see how their week goes something like that. I mean, is that fair to say that's
1: what we, game time going. decision and all likelihood, Sean. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Paul well,
0: gut tells you, do we get at least one of those guys on Sunday?
1: Gut tells me as we sit here today, Oh, has got a better chance than Thibodeau.
0: That's, that's kind of amazing. That's kind of amazing.
1: I now look, I, I have that feel like we had when Odell
0: Beckham was a rookie where it's like, damn, I really want my first round pick like Thibodeau out there. But, I do understand, don't just rush him because it's the opener. If he's there for week two, and more importantly, week three versus the Dallas Cowboys and their bad offensive line, let's make sure he's a full go. But knowing how bad our cornerback situation is and how much we've been dying for a great pass rush, and it feels like we have two bookend pass rushers now, the idea of not seeing him out there right there for the opener, is t- that's just so tough to swallow to get two injuries like that. Hopefully one of them is out there. I have high hopes for Ojolari this year. I find him to be one of the most intriguing players on the team in terms of upside and taking that next step. Um, that's the guy for me I've thought about all summer, and it, it sucked to see him get off to a slow start with the injury and now get hurt. But especially if resources and double teams go Thibodeau's way, Paul, I, Ojolari, if healthy, really could be primed for a big year.
1: Yeah, I actually think those two guys, uh, not only coming off the edge, but occasionally rushing through the A or B gaps on stunts and even lining up in different spots, I think it's going to open things up even more for Leonard Williams. True. I believe he's going to have double-digit sacks again this year because teams are going to be so concentrated on trying to protect their edges that Williams will face more one-on-ones, and that's going to be a feast for him. But I think the key for the Giants, at least this week, is unlike in years past that they only had one really good edge rusher, or maybe if they were fortunate enough to have two, we're well, looking at one and two maybe being out this week. At least you can put Roche and Zimenez out there. Zimenez right. seems to have found a rebirth under Week Martindale, and I think we all agree that Roche is, is a really solid backup.
0: No, I like Roche, and I wish he had made the team flat out over Zimenez. Here's so my not. well, I wanted you're both of them to make it. You know that. Paul, here's my issue with O'Shane in this game, man. Derrick Henry and that run yeah. game, that is something that O'Shane has struggled with mightily early in his career, setting that edge and, and flat-out stopping the run when he's been out there. He's gotten blown past on run blocks and everything. And that's, you know, everyone's talking about the pass rushers with Ojalari and Thibodeau. And we don't really know what Thibodeau's going to be as far as a run defender at the next level. We hope, you know, he's there and he's good. But this is a game... No A.J. Brown anymore in the Titans. They're still trying to figure out their passing offense, where it's about shutting down the run. And if Zimenez is out there just taking bad angles and the edge is getting run over, that's where it could get ugly for the Giants right. in this game, and that's where it hurts. So, And Roche did a fine job versus the run last year he when he had his opportunity, especially in that Raiders game as well. So, it's just, again, another scary thought when looking at that wow. edge room ahead of this game.
1: What you do is, potentially, if you call up Roche and you've got him maybe being the full-time guy on one edge, Ziminez would be a rotational guy. You know, you might use Carl Coughlin out there on early downs. You might even consider Cam Brown on early downs. And then Ziminez would strictly be in on the passing downs to provide a pass rush opposite Ojalary. You know, I think there's a role. Again, here we're talking about the Giants having options, that they right. can turn to and they can actually plug in and say, okay, we have other guys we can use in these spots. Now, let me throw this one at you, Sean. And again, I don't know what Wink Martindale is going to do. We're just taping this thing on Monday morning. And even if I did, I couldn't tell you on the <laughs> penalty of getting my head decapitated. But would it shock you if Wink Martindale went with a four-man defensive line against Tennessee? No, not at all. And by the way, you should think like that. With
0: Wink Martindale is going to be the real deal as a defensive coordinator, adjust, don't just throw the same, you know, formations and everything out there. Just because, you know, your roster build is in a three-four doesn't mean you have to play every single game there. Understand the opponent's strengths.
1: They have guys like uh, Jelly Ellis and Nick Williams and Jihad Ward, who's a 285 pound edge guy, but can play down on the front line with his hand in the dirt. They do have enough of large bodies and beef that if Wink decided on early downs, he wanted to go four down linemen, he could certainly do it.
0: Interesting. And Wink Martindale, all eyes will be on him, of course. And now with that, I Paul, this might be the first time we end up disagreeing a bit, but I don't know. Cause I don't know where your opinion goes on this. I have heard and understood everything since our last taping of one giant step on why Blake Martinez has been released by the New York giants. We're going to go there right now, as I'm sure our fans are interested in our opinion on this. I, I think the answer that you're that Joe Shane is not Dave Gettleman to me doesn't work as far as like, he's absolved from all criticism this is a blemish on Joe Shane's mark, and not that Blake Martinez isn't here. If he wasn't a fit, wasn't healthy, looks slower. The idea that here the Giants are in all these cap problems, and we're worried about you know whether Darius Slayton eventually gets dealt, who's going to get restructured, and there could have been another two and a half million saved had this been done in March. I- I'm sorry. I think this looks terrible for Joe Shane and the cap management for the Giants that now Blake Martinez has been cut.
1: Well, I would ask you a question, Sean, and I'm not telling you you're right or wrong because I think opinions on this can be varied. But when they made the move to change his contract around, yeah. cut his salary in half and guarantee him the $7 million for this year, at that time, he was still early in his rehab coming off of the ACL. Correct. Now, you and I do not know physically where he was then and where he was projected to be as to where he was this past week when they cut him. Now, I can only tell you this. In recent years, the National Football League trainers have adopted an electronic GPS system, and they put all of these sensors inside the players' uniforms when they're at practice. These sensors measure all type of physiological data during the course of practice it measures stamina it measures heart rate it measures lung capacity it measures flexibility it measures explosion all of these physical physiological data gets fed into a computer And what happens is the training staff then analyzes the physiological data and tells the coaches, look, this is where the player's at. This is what he can do. This is what he can't do. And sometimes they'll even tell the coach, look, we got to pull back on practice with this guy because his measurements are out of rack. What I'm saying to you is I don't have access to that data. Nobody does. That's medical data. It comes under the privacy laws of this country. I would say to you, what if Blake Martinez's electronic scientific data said, uh-oh, his leg never progressed to the point where they need him to, and we now know he won't be the same player that he was in 2020, right. or even the guy we projected him to be. Now the circumstances
0: change. Paul, so now here's my caveat. No disagreement. If all of their science and data tell you that the need didn't progress the way they thought it would... I mean, I would also push back and understand, hey, when you restructure, you have to understand and give the guy a little more time coming off an ACL. Here's two things I would throw at you. Then, why was he not in the initial wave of cuts? Why did he make the 53 only to have himself cut a day or two later? If, if all, the science didn't change a day or two later, why was he not in that initial wave of cuts? And don't tell me waiver clips. It's not like they went out there and added another inside linebacker. Number two, number two, even if that's what the science and data is telling you, and you maybe you didn't want to throw him on IR to start the year, give him a little more time to rehab, whatever it is. I still look at that position group, and I look at Micah McFadden, a rookie late round pick. We all have high expectations for him, but we still have to understand the reality of what he is, who he is, and where he was drafted. Tay Crowder, who last year when he stepped in for Blake Martinez, different defensive system, really got exposed. And even if you like the player, you need Tay Crowder's on your team you, you start to look down the line, Carter Coughlin, Cam Brown, maybe they're more for special teams. The, the position group itself is so extremely weak on paper that you can't, first of all, you shouldn't even assume health with those four guys. We've already lost Darian Beavers for the year. If any of those guys go down, right. If any of those guys go down, what's the depth look like? So the reason I bring that up is you could show me all the science and data you want about Blake Martinez. And I am totally with you. Maybe he would never be the same player again. The the position group itself tied with the lack of cap savings you save now on top of the fact that he made the initial 53. I throw that all in a big pot of sauce and meatballs. And I tell you, something doesn't add up, Paul. It doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Well, a couple of things uh, to to address here. Number one. um, Martinez got 26 snaps during the preseason, and they needed, I believe, to see his preseason snaps to get an eyewitness account, not just a data account of where his legs stood. At the same time, you just mentioned Michael McFadden, the rookie that they got out of Indiana. Played well in the preseason. They love this kid. So think about this. At the same time that they may have been, and I don't know this for a fact, they may have been seeing data they didn't like so much. Then they go and they put Martinez in the games and they're seeing, uh, you know what? This kind of jives. He's not the same player. But during those same preseason games, McFadden is bowling out. The last two preseason yeah. games, he was really good. Right. Now, so at that point, now maybe they're saying to themselves, well, First of all, McFadden is going to be a better replacement for what we want to do with our scheme. So maybe we're actually better off anyway keeping McFadden than making this decision late. But albeit, it's before the season at least. And the other part to this, I think that's very interesting, is that I believe that Wink Martindale is going to take the the lead inside backer, which is what Martinez was, off the field probably 60% of the time anyway. And I think when you consider that, they're in their mind saying, well, for the whatever, 25 snaps a game that Martinez was going to get, we've got Kalitro or we've got McFadden or we've got Coughlin, whoever we've got, we we can cover it for those minuscule snaps anyway with a guy who's younger and more athletic and can probably have better range because Martinez doesn't necessarily have the same range that he had before.